Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Season 3. If you like what you hear, the good news is there's plenty more to come. And if you're new here, the good news is there's two seasons and 100 episodes you can catch up on. And if you've been here with me on this journey, let's keep it going. I have a lot of content to share with you. Uh, hobby stuff that's happened over the last week. A big deal I made uh, on a big card and uh, four days at the Chantilly show. So this will easily be two episodes uh, and what a great way to kick off season three, right? So uh, let's get started. Um, if you're a listener of the show, you'll remember back in season one, uh, I started talking about acquiring uh, Patrick Mahomes XRC PSA 10. Uh, it was kind of a chase card for me. It was an expensive card. I've watched the price of that card go up and down. Um, over the last couple of years. And the closest I came to buy in this card was back in January uh, on eBay. Uh, Probstein Auctions had five of these. They auctioned one after another after another. Uh, and each time I, I felt, all right, this is my time. I'm going to hit this card. Uh, and every, every time the auction ended, no matter what I bid, I was being outbid uh, on it. So uh, I just felt probably wasn't my time to get it. Um, but I did feel the price point was right. And, and I didn't think, you know, heading into the playoffs, uh, the NFL playoffs coming into 2023, I felt if they did well, or even one that that card would bounce back out, out of, out of my price range. Uh, fast forward to, uh, last week, I get an IG message from someone who follows me, um, with a picture of this Mahomes as the XRC BGS 9.5 and all four subgrades are 9.5. Uh, and it just, with the picture, it says, are you still a Chiefs fan? And I tell the story this way because at first I really didn't know who it was because his name showed up differently. Now I've known this person. I see this person. It shows all the time. Uh, and, and I made an exhausting deal with this person. Uh, and it was a whole episode talking about how exhausting it was to make a deal uh, with this person, uh, someone who lives locally. Um, so when I realized who it was, I thought to myself right away, um, I'm probably not going to get this card. I'm, I'm sure the, the, the uh, the negotiation will break down very quickly, and it'll it'll it won't end well. Um, and it's nothing to say about the person because I like I like the person. I just know he's very t 
tough to negotiate with. Um, so I went ahead. I said, you know, I played along. That's what I should say. I played along. And immediately um, he started asking me about a card that I have. And it's funny because uh, this Josh Allen XRC PSA 10 that I picked up at the National last year, um, there's been about three or four people that always ask me about that card whenever they see me. And I used to bring it to the shows and then I stopped bringing it to the shows because the value had dropped down from where I got it. And it was one of those cards that it was just such a nice card that why wouldn't I just keep it? Why would I just go sell it at a discount somewhere? Because I would just hold on to it. Um, so he started asking me you know, about this card. And I said, yeah, I still have the card. It's really, it's packed away in my national box. You know, what are we looking price-wise on this card for a cash value? And he kept kind of circling back to this Josh Allen card. Um, so my hesitation uh, on the Josh Allen card is it's down probably three, $400 from where I purchased it. Um, and it had been down a lot more. It's actually, it's actually come back up. Uh, from when I bought it uh, last year. Uh, and the Mahomes is up compared to where I could have bought it back in December. So I'm moving a card. I'm moving a card when it's, for me, it's down, but really it's kind of on the rise. And buying a card that's up, right? Not a very good sports card lesson here, right? I I, I would never, I would never go out and, 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 tell people to do this. Um, so that was my hesitation on it. Um, you know, of course I really, you know, I would really love to have a Mahomes card. And I think Mahomes is probably a better play than Josh Allen at this, at this point. Um, and I'm also move, you know, getting rid of that Allen that I've held on to for it's almost a year, right? We're a month away from a, uh, the national less than a month. Uh, and just kind of moving this card before it's ripe, you know, just, I felt like this card would just make it back to where it was. And, and, and who knows? I mean, there's not a lot of hype right now around, around Josh Allen. Um, there could be, but you know, I live here in the Northeast. So at any time, uh, any, you know, any good news comes that card could jump up at any moment. So I wasn't sure, you know, we, I was negotiating with, with him and, uh, so I, I took a pause. I had to do something else. And why I ran off to do it, I called my guy, Rob, sports card therapist, and just kind of talked a deal through with him. Uh, you know, and I told him what my hesitations were. Like, it's not something that I would condone. Like, if somebody said to me, hey, should I, should I sell this card while it's down and buy this card when it's up? I would say, no, absolutely not. Don't do that, right? But in this case, it was a little bit different because it was a card that I've talked about for a long time. It was kind of within my reach to get it now. Um, and if I could make the right deal, I could own it. Um, and I think, you know, what I'm saying, and I think the information I got from Rob, and, and I just want to say, too, I, talk, I talked about this in my finale, uh, episode 100, and we've talked about this a number of times, you know, the uh, the importance of, of having your people, having your hobby people, people you can trust, people you can bounce, bounce things off of. And, and maybe it's, it's, it's not, it's probably not the best decision, right? And we know that 
like I knew that. I kind of knew that. That's why I reached out to him and said, "It's pro- I, I'm going to ask this. I probably know what you're going to say because he knows me, right? But we talked about, and at the end of the day, I decided let's go ahead and make the deal done, get the deal done. Um, we were way off on on cash for a while, the cash, and and we quickly got to a point where I had a kind of a number in my head I wanted to stick with and uh, he was able to get there on the card. So I pulled the trigger. Uh, I made the deal for, you know, I, I gave him the uh, Allen XRC plus cash and I got the Mahomes. Uh, you know, not only is it a great card for me, but it's, uh, it's almost a card I, I want to say, and I thought about this, but it's almost a card I could be proud of, right? To me, it almost symbolizes some of the hard work that I put into the hobby um, in order to acquire something like this, you know, between going to the shows and knowing people and people knowing me and knowing what I want. Um, I mean, that's a lot of work put into that. And I think it just symbolizes that. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to have that card. Um, really excited to have that card. Uh, so thanks to uh, on Instagram at Scott 06902. Uh, for the deal. And I want to say it was pretty smooth. It was not a hard negotiation. Um, and, and for some gas money, he delivered it right to my door, which, you know, I couldn't complain about that either. Um, I posted the card on my, uh, my Instagram. If you haven't seen it yet, you can go back, look at, uh, at sports card underscore lessons, check it out. Uh, I'm really excited to own that card. I set up at Chantilly this past weekend with my guy, Tom, uh, Kirill Recognize Real uh, on Instagram. He provided me with some table space. Um, so while I was getting ready to do this show, to go off to this show, uh, I mean, I knew I only had very limited, very limited table space. I had a, I had a showcase and a, and, and a couple boxes, you know, for few boxes for space and probably even less real estate in his car uh, because he was driving, he was picking me up. And if you know, Tom, if you see him at the shows, you know, he, uh, he usually has two tables and I mean, I don't know how many boxes I know. I lifted those boxes a number of times, but you know, a really good amount of, uh, you know, singles boxes, you know, the five row, three row, two row, uh, and slabs and things like that. So I know he has a lot of inventory. So I knew there wouldn't be much room for, for me and his car, you know? So I, I just sit down and think what's going to be the most important. What do I think is going to move, uh, the best. Um, so I decided to bring all the football I had because this is the time of year, right? I not, not touching the national stuff, just bringing all the other football I had. Uh, I brought, um, you know, if, discount box for slabs, you know, a two row discount box, uh, a three row singles box, um, brought some pop culture cards and the pop century cards, uh, brought some music cards, you know, I just, just a variety, you know, cause I've never been to the show. I don't know the show. So, you know, I really wasn't sure what would sell. I figured the football would sell pretty well. I mean, it's, this is the time of year, June, right before the national, like people are are really high on football. So I figured I'd move some. Um, I did reevaluate my national box while I was getting ready to go. Um, and I did take two cards out of that and brought with me to that show. Um, and the first card was a 2017 
uh, Patrick Mahomes. It was a red-yellow PSA 9. And most of the cards I have in that box are PSA 10. And not to be like a PSA snob because the 9 has very good value. Um, but where the price point I was in on the 9, uh, where it was up to now, I don't think it was going to go much higher in a month. And I thought I have a lot of Mahomes. I have a lot of Mahomes going. I thought maybe I could move this maybe into, and I do have a lot of Burrow too, but maybe I could move it into another quarterback. Um, and it was just a thought. I, I knew the value on the card. I knew what I could get for it. And I wasn't going to settle for less. Um, so it was either I was going to come home with the card or I was going to take sell that car to move that money into something else, into a PSA 10 that I felt I could get good value for. Uh, the other card, uh, believe it or not, was the Desmond Ritter. It was the uh, first off the line, the red shimmer to 35, the PSA 10. I talked about this deal not that long ago. I made a deal at the Flippin' Show uh, to buy this card. And honestly, this card has been scaring me. Um, it was one of those cards that I felt I, I could probably make a really good amount of money on that card, um, come national. Uh, I really felt that in my heart of hearts. It was one of those cards. I felt this would be a card that I know I would move. There's no reason I would want to keep this card. And I think I would turn a good profit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the comps had been. Uh, like $1,900 on this card, nine, $1,980, $1,990. Um, and that's when I bought the card. And and um, there were two for sale on eBay at the time, one for $1,999, you know, kind of a buy it now, and one for $2,900. And I saw one had gone up for auction on eBay, and I watched it, and I... It sold for a little over 1600 I think it was like 1640 or 1650 uh, So now the comp on the card is down to roughly $1,700. Um, and then I saw another card um, that got put up for auction that was going to end Friday night while I was at Chantilly. And at the time I was watching it and I, you know, it was a all week auction and it couldn't get over $500. And I started getting worried. I'm like, if this card goes cheap, I mean, I could really be in trouble with this card. Now I bought into this card at a valuation of $1,600. Um, but really I was into the card for uh, $1,260. So watching this card, knowing that, you know, comps went from, 2000 to 1700 and now another another uh another one was going to sell at auction and if that sold for less then the comp was going to drop again and it, and the card was getting me nervous so i said you know what let me take that card with me down there and two things could happen the card could go sell for over uh and Maybe I would sell it there uh, instead of bringing it to the national. And if it went way over, I could have just comped it much higher or put it back in my case and brought it home. But if it sold for less or I thought it was going to sell for less or it looked like it was going to sell for less, you know, hopefully I could sell it before uh, at that at a, you know, 
18, 1900, something like that. So that, that was my thought on that card. Um, and my spidey senses were right uh, on this card and on that move. And uh, I will tell you what happened with that card um, a little bit later. But they were definitely right uh, for me to bring that card. So just those two cards um, and all the excess football I had here. The only football I didn't bring was probably uh, or is definitely was uh, some Mac Jones and and some Zach Wilson. They were at one point higher end cards that are so low right now that I would just as soon hold on to than you know, know that I'm selling them at a loss. And I know people will be like, oh, you know, Ken, I've heard you talk about, you know, turn that money into something positive. Well, these are cards that the, the prices are down so low on them that it would be such little money that I could turn into positive. So literally I left like five cards, five, six cards here uh, in the office. And every other football card I had here that was slabbed went with me to, uh, to Chantilly. Uh, besides bringing the inventory and, and thinking in my mind, you know, what I would do selling this stuff, like putting my game plan together, you know, I'm hoping to, you know, sell the lower end stuff that I had. Uh, and also maybe try to find some last minute deals to add to my, my national box. And I know it was going to be tough because I know the prices were going to be high, um, getting down there. So get all my stuff together, got all packed up. Uh, Tom picked me up, uh, Thursday morning and we were off to, sh off to Chantilly. And as I start to talk about the show, I want to fast forward all the way to my, my trip driving home last night. Um, and I know that sounds strange, but I think you'll understand why, uh, my guy, Rob sports car therapist calls me last night, driving home. It was a long drive, you know, six hours. Um, and he says, oh man, had serious FOMO, you know, missing the show. He says, how was the show? I says, give it to me straight, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how was the show? And for whatever reason, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I'd say a seven, eight. And he said, seven, eight. He said, what would be your nine, 10? I said, the national, I think would be my nine, 10. He says, okay, okay. Take away the national. Now what is this? Is this, is this your nine, 10? And I said, I think so. I think it might be. And then we talked for a little while and I hung up the phone and I started thinking, you know, when I get home, I'm going to have to create content for this. And would this be something I would say to people like this show was a 10 or this show was a nine. Um, and then I really started thinking, what makes a great show? What makes a great show when you're at a show? You know, I, I, I can tell you at this show and I'm saying seven, eight, nine, ten. I had as much downtime at, at this show as I did interacting with people at this show. Um, even though there was decent traffic at the show, there was lots of gaps between, um, you know, sales or interactions or people coming. Um, 
there was tons of people, ton of autograph guests there, just tons. I mean, Saturday and Sunday was just constant all day, um, just on the loudspeaker, just calling out numbers, calling out numbers just for people to go, you know, photo op, signature, this, that. Um, so there was a good amount of people there at, that probably, you know, were there, were there just to see those people, right? Um, probably not there buying cards. There was a lot of people not buying cards, just walking around with helmets and jerseys and bats and basketball, you know, all this stuff, just, just footballs, just to have people sign. Right. So, uh, and then when I thought about myself walking around the show, finding the time to go walking around, I felt the prices on the football were really high. I mean, everybody was priced over comps on football. Um, and I knew pretty much from the start, I really probably, I'm probably not buying much here. This is not going to be a buying show for me. Um, I've learned my lesson last year. I talked about this and talked about this and I, I probably don't have to go over it anymore, but if, if you're buying something now, this late at the end of June, um, you're probably your window. If you're flipping this card, your window to flip this is four or five weeks. And, and the likelihood of you turning much of a profit on that card is probably slim to none, unless you're getting those cards at a really good deal. Um, and I don't think many people are giving great deals. And when, when you're starting over comps, it's hard to get down to be where, you know, below comps when you're starting that high over comps, you know, and I spoke to a few people, I walked around and, you know, people, they were honest, uh, you know, so like Rob always says, when people walk up to the table, he says, Hey, I'm high on this stuff, you know, and they were, they'd be like, I'm high on it. You know, we're, we're less than a month from national, um, you know, football's heating up. I don't want to sell it to, you know, sell it. And I said, I understand, you know, tried to make some deals. I did. I made deals with some people, some people really were, were, you know, we're decent. We're, we're willing to work, but most people, you know, they were pretty tight. Uh, and then I thought to myself, I'm looking forward to doing this show in the fall. Tom offered to me, he said, look, if you want that space again, it's yours. And, you know, I'll open that, you know, extend that space to you to the next show. Uh, if you want it, it's, it's yours to take. So why was I so high on this show? Why am I putting this show above a lot of other shows? Um, probably because I pretty much sold everything I went with. I mean, I left Chantilly with three football cards, two of which I purchased there. And I probably went there with 35, 40 cards, football cards. And when I tell you things that I've had in my case that I've been dragging around since over a year ago, over a year ago, SG stuff I graded at SGC. And if, you know, I'm not a big fan of the SGC uh, slabs. So I usually don't buy them if I don't have to. Uh, but during the pandemic, that was the only thing open. So I was grading through there. And then these cards, you know, all of a sudden the football season ends. I didn't sell them. I put them away. The next season, they're not even doing well. They're not playing well. There's no sense taking them out, leave them at home, uh, leave them in a box, leave them in the closet. And this was the time I was like, you know what? I've, I've got all this inventory that's put aside for, for Chicago. So I got to fill up my case with something. So I might as well bring it and see what I can do with it. See if I can move this stuff and maybe move all this stuff that's sitting around into something bigger. Uh, I sold a ton of pop culture cards. Um, 
that was pretty hot for me down there. I, I, I can't, I can't lie. I've carried, you know, I, I talked about, you know, grading all these American pie cards, um, the Seinfeld, the real world, um, you know, the Taylor Swift, Kanye West cards, all these, these cards out of there, Burger King card. Um, they were hot. People love these cards down there. They, it was almost, and, and I want to say, I, I don't want to say it was hotter than football because when people came to buy the pop culture stuff, they were buying one card, right? They found a card they liked, they were buying it. People were buying the football. They were coming and buying in bunches, right? They, it, it, it wasn't people. I, I, I guarantee you, I sold one card to one person that I knew that was going, that was collecting that this, this card was going that I can't say that I knew that I hundred percent felt that, that I sold this card too. And it was a card that, um, I purchased and I talked about this, uh, last episode, Monday, two episodes ago, um, that, um, I bought the Sam Howell, Sam Howell autograph card, uh, from my guy, Ryan, War Chief Cards. I bought it at the local show here, and I bought the card because I said, you know, I'm going to this show. It's the local show. That, I mean, I, I guarantee I'm going to sell this card down there. Um, and I went down, and I put this card in my case, and I realized quick that they don't even believe in Sam Howell down there. And a lot of people came up, and they were, uh, we don't know about this guy. Nobody's buying into this guy, that type of thing. And then somebody came around and said, oh, I, I can't believe you have a Sam Howell card. And you, somebody came and bought them all. And I said, well, they didn't come here because I still have it here. Uh, and then I had uh, a young girl, 12, 13 years old. She came up. She knew what she was doing. She had bought a couple cards from Tom. Uh, and she got to my case. She saw the card. She looked up the comp. We had a really great discussion on it. And I saw, I knew she was holding that card. And I sold that card to her for exactly what I paid for it. I did not make one penny on that card. Exactly what I paid for that card. And and um, she was a good negotiator too. Uh, but I knew, you know, there's some people, and I, I talked about this last week, you don't have to win everything. You don't have to make money on everything. And sometimes making a deal with somebody makes you feel good. And it, it, it's over and beyond the money and the profit or loss on it. Like you just feel good, you know, making somebody else happy. I, I don't know any other way to put that, but that's the way I'm going to put it. And this was one of those things. And I felt so good. It's probably one of my favorite deals. One of, cause I had some really cool deals that happened over the weekend, but one of my favorite deals of the weekend. Uh, and she was so appreciative and, and uh, I was happy to do that. But being at the show, I kind of felt like I found my people a little bit, right? You know, the, this pop culture that I've been carrying around, these cards and the music cards and, and everything. I've been carrying around and everybody looks and says, oh, wow, that's cool. I sold some uh, at the Fenway show and I talked about that way. I talked about that on that episode, how excited I was to have these conversations with people. And then this show was even better. I mean, I, I'm pretty much sold out of the American pie stuff that everything I put out there. So I, I just kind of felt like, you know, I say I found my people, which had great conversations with people. 
Uh, and we were, some of us were, we were reminiscing about different things about Seinfeld and real world. And, you know, it was just, I don't know. It's just, it was, it was a very good time. You know, so a, a dealer selling everything at a show is a great show, right? For a dealer, it's a great show. Um, as a collector, being able to connect with people over the cards, that makes a great show. And I do want to say, I've been to busier shows than this show was for me. I made more money at shows than I made at this show. I've bought more and I've gotten better deals at other shows than this show. But this show seemed just to be a perfect fit for me and what I was selling. Um, will it be that way the next time? I hope so. But there's no guarantee. But at least at this point, I uh, I can say, I somewhat know this show, right? If I do it a couple more times, I'll 100% know it. But right now, I could say, yeah, I've done Chantilly, and I know the show. Uh, I did bring some hockey there, uh, and I brought some Ovechkin. I did not sell one hockey card. And most people that came up and said, oh, these are great cards. Um, you should bring those back here in October. They'll be really popular. You know, like kind of just nudging me, saying, you know, Hockey's not in season right now, but I felt in that area going to be in that area down there. I felt, you know what? I, I gathered up all the Ovechkins I had and a few other cards and I threw them in the case. I said, let's, let's see what happens. You know, you never know. I mean, it could have been a big hit. I could have been telling you, oh my God, who would have thought I sold all these Ovechkins in, in June, but I didn't sell any. So that's where we're at on those. Um, and our table, our setup was at the was in the back wall, and it was kind of furthest from the entrance. Um, so even after the doors opened on any of the days, it took customers a while to reach us back in that area. Um, you have to imagine like just giant warehouse, right? That they just they just set up and 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 you're you're. Uh, booth after booth after booth and where we were located you know when the doors opened at 10 we probably i mean i would see people here and there but people really didn't start like customers who are coming to the show really really didn't start getting to us until about 11 or 11 30 so even when they announced um doors are opening I could knew I could after the first day or two i knew i could i could shop for another hour before i was really going to have people you know, at my table looking at things. Uh, day one, other dealers uh, were trying, you know, to buy things to fill their cases. You know, I mean, I don't mind that. Heck, I do that, right? But some of the lowball offers that were coming through, like I just had to ask people, like, do people really accept that offer? You know, I'll just give you a for instance. I had a card that was, I had it at $250, a football card. Uh, comps on it were 225, 229. Um, and because I was into the card at about 190, you know, I, I, I do comps. I do slightly under the comp. I was willing to sell that card for, um, then the dealer who came up, he was like, Oh, nice card. He's looking at his phone and he says, ah, you'll do 150 on that. I just looked at him. I said, I think your phone's broken. You need to update the software. I, it must not have updated since December. 
And he looked at me and I said, that was probably the price back in December, but that's not the price in June. And then he's like, oh, like he didn't understand what I was saying. But I was like, oh, man, that's that looks an awful low ball offer. But uh, before a show even started on, on Friday, before the show even started, um, you know, I said it jokingly, of course. But but still, you know, just I don't know if people actually take those. I don't know how successful this person is. I don't know if maybe I'm doing it wrong. I I seem to be more fair when I go around to make offers that I get turned down. Uh, I would I would be embarrassed to make an offer that low on a card, especially being one dealer to another dealer. Uh, but on Friday, right right when the show got going, you know, it, it opened. Uh, I think at one twelve twelve thirty to one thirty or twelve to one was like VIP, and then after that. Uh, the show got going. So probably around two 33, um, I had a guy who sells on whatnot and he came up to come up to the case and, you know, he picked out, I think like 12, 14 cards out of my case. He said, this one, this one, this one, this one, I started taking them out. I said, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I know it's coming. I know he's going to want a deal on it. Um, and he said, if I buy all these cards, what, what percentage you know, are you comfortable with, you know, I said a (laughs) hundred, you know, we both laughed, you know, we negotiated a little bit, uh, but we agreed on 88%. And, uh, you know, agreeing on the percentage now, which you would think that's the tough part who, you know, when some people wanted 80 and 85 and, and, and agreeing on that percentage, that was the easy part. The real work is agreeing on the comp itself of, of each card. Uh, and you would think that was easy, but it's not. And, and I think that's where these guys, that's why these guys are so successful um, because they're grabbing so many of these cards and then they're just trying to go off the lowest comps that they see. You know, if there's say as a card, I'm going to make up a price $200. Uh, and, you know, I have it listed for $200 and there's a comp at 180 and 185 and 170. And then there's a 120 comp somewhere in there. Immediately, they want to go to the 120 comp. I'm like, well, we, we can't go to the lowest comp. I mean, we, we need to cut these out. Um, and we have to check dates on it, too. A lot of these guys are like, oh, oh, yeah, no, this one sold here, there. I'm like, well, what's the date on that? He's like, oh, April 3rd. And I'm like, man, it's the end of June. And this is football. So a- April 3rd comps are not cutting it. So this is where the real work comes in. Um, and one thing I do before I before these shows is I make, make a cheat sheet. I pull out the cards. I write down a couple of the comps on each one. So I don't have to be sitting there on my phone all the time, you know, especially when somebody comes up and somebody's pulled a number of cards out. I can pull my sheet out right away and I can calculate. I'll already know what the price is before they they give it to me because I know what the comps are. So if they're way down. I say, OK, let's break down each card and we'll, we'll go through it. Um, and, and that's really. The difficult part is is getting to a comp, like agreeing on a comp on a card, but. Once you agree on that, you know, the rest of it's easy. Um, and a few cards I had to pull out. Like we just could not, we could not agree on a comp. So a few cards I said, all right, let, let's just take those out. Cause I can't let those go. Uh, and it was funny cause you know, this happened a couple times with people and, and that, that Mahomes red yellow, you know, which 
the last couple of sales were like 875, 925, but there was a there was a sales in there at like seven, seven twenty-five. And uh they wanted those comps on that. I'm like, no, we're not, I'm pulling that card right away. And I, you know, I basically told these guys, as as a comp on that card, I'm firm at nine hundred dollars. And you want to go to eighty-eight percent on that, I can because I know what I'm into the card for and it makes sense to me. But I, I can't go any lower than a than a comp of nine hundred on that card. Um and I had another kid Sunday come for what was left in my case. I mean, literally what was left in my case. Um, and he did the same thing. And some of that stuff, like I didn't even comp out because I knew it was low end. I knew I'd been dragging it around with me and leaving it in a closet and taking up space on a shelf and everything else. I would have done much less than, than that 88% on that. Literally, I would have if they said... You know, when we were coming up on comps and a couple of the cards I had pulled out, I had in my discount box that was every card in there is $25. And I knew the comps on it were like 35 or 30, you know, maybe. But I've been sitting on the card so long. If there's somebody wants to buy it at 25, it's perfect. Take it. Um, and uh, a couple of those cards, they came up with like 50 or $52 comps on it. I'm like, hey, all right, <laughs> this is working out well for me. Um and I, and I did, I mean, that's, that's how I sold out. Uh, other dealers were saying the same thing that people just came and bought their whole, their whole case full of stuff. And they were happy to do that. They were happy to let it go. Cause a lot of that stuff, you know, like me that they're just trying to move it. Cause what I noticed, I, I did not see, I did not see those cards that were, you know, a lot, I shouldn't say not, but a lot of those cards that were in that, you know, 800 to say 1500, 1700. There was a ton, a ton of slab stuff. You could tell PSA is doing deals because there were people with hundreds and hundreds of slabs that were like $30, $35. They were just so inexpensive. Um, but most people said that, and not most people, a lot of people said that people came up and just bought their cases out, like just bought all their stuff out and it made sense to them to sell it at whatever percentages. When I told somebody 88%, they looked at me, they're like, oh, I sold mine at 75. I'm like, well, maybe you should have negotiated a little better. Um, so I, I kind of try to stick to that when somebody's buying in bulk like that. And a lot, you know, I had a, other people come up and I'd say, I'm pretty firm at 88. And they're like, all right, thanks. Appreciate it. And they walked on, you know, they weren't, they weren't, you know, going any, any, any further, uh, trying to negotiate down because I think we've probably been too far away, uh, on, on Sunday, I would have taken a much lower discount on that, but I can't believe there's that big of a market for all these cards, these, these cards that are, like I'm talking about sitting on my shelf that I can't do anything with, you know, I refer to them as absolute crap. Right. Because I I'd be embarrassed to have some of these cards in my case at a show. Um, but these platforms, these whatnots and things like that. I mean. I can't believe that there's that much of a demand for all these cards. Uh, and, and where does that demand stop? You know, where, at what point do they say yeah, it doesn't make any sense to buy any more cards, you know, to put out there. Cause I mean, at some point somebody's getting these cards and I, and I can't imagine they're, they're willingly buying them. They're probably being pulled out of surprise bags or whatever they call them. Um, 
at some point I, I would probably stop buying them if I was pulling the cards that I was selling, but that is just me. All right. We've gone 40 minutes, so I'm going to stop here. Uh, on Thursday's episode, I'm going to recap more of the show, a lot of the deals I did, a lot of the people I met. Um, I made, I got to break down two pretty big deals that I made. I'm going to break those deals down. Uh, I'm going to talk about setting the current comp on a Joe Burrow card. Yes, your man here, Big Ken, set a comp. And, and I, it's the first time for me. I was pretty excited. Um, I'm going to talk about another dealer who bought a card from me and then tried to return it a few days later. Uh, that was an exciting, uh, that'll be an exciting story. And listener interactions at the show, the listeners the, all that I've met up with that came to the show and things that happened there. So see you back here on Thursday with part two uh, of the recap. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.